right, it is uh, World War III time. Uh, hate to make light of a real situation, Brandon, but wow. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm sitting here looking. I see the headlines. I see stuff pop across social media. I don't know what to believe. Now, I saw that uh, that they've got uh, people coming in from Hezbollah now. Yeah, Hezbollah is paragliding in from the north, it seems. So apparently paragliding is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, when that you're really attacking sounds, the country. it sounds like the plot that like the Joker would use to invade a country in a Batman movie. But That's a good point. Apparently, it's wildly effective. Well, it gets them in there. Yeah. I mean, it's it kind of reminds you of Red Dawn. It really, it really is a it's a movie plot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of wild. I was I was actually thinking that very thing yesterday about how you you could make a wild movie out of some of this yeah, stuff yeah. that's going on, but. Again, you you got to remember that's a part of the world where they are happy to kill you with a garden garden hoe, and uh, you know stone you to death. I mean that's still a thing in a lot of parts of the world. It's pretty barbaric. Um, what else is barbaric is when you have people in American streets who are siding and unifying with uh, with people who are promoting and pushing evil. And you know I try to make heads or tails of the whole thing. I, I understand that. You know, people say, well, Hamas doesn't represent the average Palestinian. You know, if you look at the majority of the Palestinians in Gaza, 50% of them are children. And, um, well, there's a lot of arguments to be made on, on the sides of, well, both sides of that. But, um, you know, those people, they, they chose Hamas. I mean, they, they've chosen Hamas. And to go out in the street and say, I stand with Palestine, you know, I tweeted last night, I'm a glutton for punishment, but I tweeted last night, if you stand with Palestine, then you should go stand in Palestine. The point of that, and of course, a lot of people say, oh, so you're standing with Israel, a bunch of Zionists. I said, again, people on social media love to interpret things that aren't even being said. The point is, when I say, and again, it just proves that people can't think critically. When I say if you stand with Palestine, then you should go stand in Palestine. There is no nation of Palestine. There's no place you can go stand in. So who are you standing with? What are you standing with? There's not a nation to stand with. You're talking about not only a group of people, but you're talking about an ideology that's there. The ideology that has been embraced by the people there is is the terrorist group Hamas. It is extreme Islam that wants to kill every Jew. Now, if you don't believe that, and again, I, I made the comment, you know, someone posted some things that some Jewish guys were saying about Americans, and I said, okay, but I'm not worried about the fat guy with the hat on his head and the little rolls down his side of his face. That's not the splinter cell I'm concerned with in America. Those guys, oh, they used mean words. They said mean things about Americans. Okay, but when you're saying you stand with people who cut the heads off of babies, there's a problem there. I mean, you're literally siding with the face of evil. And someone said, well, they've proven that that didn't happen. They didn't prove that that didn't happen. That actually happened. They said, well, that, they, it turned out that was a hoax. It's not a hoax. It's just like I told you yesterday when people say, well, what proof do you have that they're raping people? I can't with this level of ignorance, Brandon. 
I, I just can't. So, like, now I'm, like, really sort of starting to get pissed off on this thing because, as I've said over and over again, but, again, nobody's going to take the time to come listen to this show. That involves too much time and investment to truly hear what somebody says. They'd rather try to interpret the 14 words I put on Twitter and come up with a whole ideological philosophy of what my worldview is, what my paradigm is towards the entire geopolitical complex out there in terms of foreign policy and what's happening in the Middle East. You can't do that. I, I'm saying I, I want Americans to be vigilant because what's happening there could pop off very easily, very quickly right here. Now, you know, I had Trey Bow with United Patriot Coin on the show the other day. He was in he was in town. He came by the studio for some business we had to do. And I said, sit down on the couch. And people were like, this conversation was boring. It's boring. We well, didn't stop to listen long enough, did you? That I mean, I'm, we're not here to try to tickle your ears right now. I would love to come on here and tell you jokes and make you laugh and say stupid off the wall stuff. But I think we're in a point in time where we really kind of need to start paying attention to what's going on in our world. Trey offered some very valid advice. He said, you know what? Your priorities, you need God, you need fire, you need water, you need food, you need, you know, you need um, bullets and, and guns and bullets, and you need, you know, some stuff you can trade with, whether that's bullion, silver, gold, I say 22 bullets, little bottles of whiskey. Uh, you need to have medical supplies. I mean, those are valid things, and I don't think most... The average American out there that's used to, you know, reaching out to Amazon.com or going to Walmart or Target is really, truly ready for something that comes. And I made a social media video this morning about that topic, about how you need to stay out of the cities. Um, you need to be where you want to be. Like, let's say you're getting you're going to get stranded. There's no fuel. I don't want to get stranded in St. Louis. Right. I don't want to get stranded in New York. I don't want to get stranded in Atlanta. I want to be home. I want to be around my community community of people. I want to be around all those things I just listed off. You know, all of my supplies. I'd kind of like to be nearby those things. I want to be near the people that I can call on. Um, and I and I put that stuff out there and I say, hey, these are the things you need to do to be prepared and be vigilant. And because uh, we keep thinking that it it won't happen to us and it can't happen here, and that's simply not true. So people comment back and they say, oh, you know, STFU, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, shut the F up. I'd love to shut the F up, but I'm not, you know, I, I feel kind of a responsibility with a platform that I've got to at least issue some things because, hey, guess what? World War Three, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe some purple hair biological male that now identifies as a female will say, we need peace in the Middle East. And, and the leaders of Hamas and Benjamin Netanyahu will come together and embrace one another in a brotherly hug. But I don't think that's going to happen, right? Um, these people are out for blood. And, and they're not going to have a two-state system that's going to, you know, solve all the problems. They're not. No, it's, it's, they're after annihilation, and they will stop short of nothing. But to have that annihilation happen. Now, maybe those won't happen. Maybe, those, maybe we'll have peace in the Middle East. Maybe we'll go back to everybody getting along. Maybe Russia will fold up their guns and head back to Moscow. And maybe China will forget its ambitions for Taiwan. Maybe Iran will 
quit with this whole research stuff they're doing for nuclear fission and 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 hopefully having a, a bomb and we haven't heard anything from kim jong-un have we we haven't heard anything from little chubby yeah no you know he's he's kind of gotten lost in the mix now the wi-fi may be off in north korea he yeah. might not know anything's going on. Well, I think he's the only one in North Korea who has Wi-Fi. I think that's probably true. Most of the other people don't even have, like, food. Yeah, they don't. It's bad. It's yeah. So maybe everybody will just fold it all up and we'll all have peace. Well, you still kind of want to be prepared because the wintertime's coming. What if an ice storm hits and, you know what, uh, the ERCOT grid in Texas, power grid goes down again and you need those supplies. So I'm telling you, it's okay to be – it's okay – every now and then for us to use our platform to tell you to be prepared. I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you though, the border patrol, U S border patrol, um, has seen literally thousands upon thousands of what they call special interest aliens. Now these aren't, you know, area 51 or the little green guys from the UFOs, the little crusty guys, that the Mexican government uncovered. We're talking about people that are illegally in the country. Uh, they've been apprehended by Border Patrol agents uh, in the U.S. since 2021. Um, and here's the thing. This has been confirmed by numerous individuals from the uh, Border Patrol. And uh, between October 2021 and October 2023, border agents reportedly engaged with 6,386 individuals from Afghanistan. Now, that in and of itself should concern you. How did 6,386 people get from Afghanistan to the southern border of the United States? How? Why? Now, you know, we had a troop withdrawal, and that was a whole debacle, and I can understand why people wanted to get away from Afghanistan, but there were 3,153 from Egypt, 659 from Iran. What? From Iran? Almost 700 people from Iran? The people that were, you know, heretofore just chanting death to America? Uh, 538 from Syria? I don't know if you've ever been to Syria, but it's kind of hard to walk down the street, white man. <laughs> um, 12,624 from Uzbekistan, 30,830 from Turkey. By the way, you're not going to survive in Turkey either. 1,613 from Pakistan, 164 from Lebanon, 185 from Jordan, 123 from Iraq, 15,594 people from Mauritania. Um, wow. That is alarming, the frequency. Uh, there have been 160 migrants who matched those on the terrorist screening database that were subsequently apprehended in 2023. That is a dramatic increase. I talked about this yesterday from 2022 where there was, you know, less than 100. But still, it was almost 100. You know how many there were in 2019 when Trump was in office? Zero. The year before that, like eight. The year before that, three. So here we are, man. Um, they're here is the point I'm trying to tell you. And I know they all came for a better life. Well, who the hell is that walking in the streets in Chicago and in New York and places like that? You know, 
standing with Palestine, which again, to me, when you say I stand with Palestine, you're not saying you stand with a geographical bordered nation, country that represents a government that is valid or legitimate or even recognized. What you're saying is you stand with Hamas. You're standing with a terrorist organization. Now, again, I don't want Palestinian children or Jewish children dying, but ultimately that's what's happening here. So I want you to play a clip for me, guys. We're going to go to number one, and I want you guys to pay attention here because they've taken hostages they've taken americans they've taken you know men women and children hostages here's what hamas has told the israeli military they intend to do in regards to children this is an interrogation why take the kids and the babies that's what he asked him says we rape them that's an interrogation The, the level of garbage I'm seeing online from Americans who are defending anything close to something that would support these people is absolutely nauseating. It's nauseating. Why do you take the babies? That's what he was asked. We rape them. We rape them. So I don't want somebody sitting you know, with their fat ass on their leather couch in front of a TV watching CNN or MSNBC eating their DoorDash, who's perusing through Facebook or Twitter to tell me, how do you know they're raping? I just showed you right there. That's their intention. So I can't, I can't stand by and stay silent. I want you to be prepared. I do, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to continue to speak out and say that Israel has the right to defend itself, to seek vengeance, to protect itself. And uh, now we see that Hezbollah is, this is now a two-front war for Israel. And if you think, so many people have said to me, oh, screw that preparedness stuff. I'm too old for it. I'm on a fixed income. Well, that's a sacrifice you're going to make. I'm just telling you, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. If you can do something about it, I encourage you to do it. If you're willing to sacrifice yourself to that, I hope it doesn't come to that. These are people that are raping children. Oh, and by the way, uh, because of something I posted yesterday, I've been now penalized on Facebook. Nice. Uh, they've, they've restricted me on Facebook on one of my pages because I put some information out similar to that right there. And, of course, Facebook's excuse, which is bullshit, was that I am promoting hate groups. I'm promoting them. Promoting hate groups. Um, I, but I've changed my mind. And we're going to go to a break, but I've changed my mind. I told you that maybe there's stuff out there you don't want to see as far as these images and these videos. I've changed my mind. You should see them. Because we've buried our head in the sand for too long thinking that the evil will just go away. Folks, we're living in a world where we have so diminished America's greatness, our ability to use strength and power to keep the world at some level of peace, 
that uh, we've diminished that so much that there's nothing. Listen, if something happens here in America, who's coming to our help? Nobody. There's nobody out there. No one is coming. The UK is screwed. They don't have guns to defend themselves. They're overrun already in terms of their population of people that, that could, you know, activate at any given time. The UK is screwed. They're not coming to our help. They're not coming to our aid. It's all over the world. This is what they wanted. This is why, you know why the 50%, you know why that 50% of Palestine, the Palestinians, why in Gaza, why 50% is children? Because they keep procreating because that's the way they wanted to dominate the world was from grassroots, bottom up. Keep having babies so that population-wise, they overwhelm the rest of the world. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Multiply, 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 and then boom, disperse them all over the world to go and do whatever they need to do. And they're here. All right. Last month, as you know, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your finances. Scary. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold too. But learn for yourself. Text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898. They'll send you a free info kit on gold. Easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer. If you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer, just gathering dust out there, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text CHAD to the number 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Call them if you need to. Uh, Because listen, uh, digital currency it's 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 becoming a reality it'd be nice to have some gold to fall back on hang tight we'll be right back hey guys i want to take a little quick break from all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world that we're talking about and uh i'd give you something maybe to put your mind at ease something that you can uh, distract yourself with and maybe entertain yourself with a few years ago well it's a number of years ago now i uh, i was spending the night with some some close family friends and uh couldn't sleep and they had this big library and i got up and walked over just to see if i could find a a book and maybe it could you know settle my mind and i came across a book called Gold Coast, and it was by an author by the name of Nelson DeMille. I'm sure you're familiar with him. He is one of my literary heroes, and he joins me now. Mr. DeMille, thank you for coming on the show. How are you, sir? Doing well, Chad. Thank you. I got I to gotta be honest with you. I fell in love with your book so many years ago, and I fell in love with the John Corey character. And I've always wanted to ask you personally, because you write that character with – he's such a, such a consummate smartass – that I love that, and I just wanted to know how much of that character mirrors your own personality. <laughs> uh, you probably ask my ex-wives that question. Uh, uh, I've been, or well, my children, for that matter. You know, I've been told that I'm a smartass. We we call it New York mouth, you know, but it's it's all over the country. If you're a smartass, you're a smartass anywhere. I love it. I love it. I fell in love with that character, but. You've got a new book out, you and uh, your son, Alex, Alex DeMille. You, right. Y'all have a new book. It's the second in a series. This one's called Bloodlines. Uh, and you took a, you, you took a, a divergent path. You, you went away from the, the John Corey character. Now you've got two characters. Tell me a little bit about these characters and, and the path you're taking them on. 
Yeah, we started a new series with a book called uh, uh, the, 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 the Deserter. That, that book was uh, based loosely on the Bo Bergdahl desertion, mm -hmm. if you remember that, Afghanistan. And guy took a walk and held by the Taliban. So that book is kind of a fictionalized version of that. And the uh, the two main characters are um, uh, Brody, who is a uh, Scott Brody, is a Army CID man, Criminal Investigation Division, and a special agent. And his partner is Maggie Taylor, also CID. Mm -hmm. So whenever anything happens with the Army or on an Army installation anywhere in the world, they could be sent there. So they're kind of special agents, super agents. So the first one again was uh, the Deserter, and that was mostly set in Venezuela where they found the Bo Bergdahl character in the jungles of Venezuela. This one is set in Berlin. Um, uh, there's an army CID man who's in Berlin on, on duty. He's stationed in Germany. And he's murdered in Berlin, and they find his body in a park. And the park is in the middle of an um, Arab neighborhood. So right away, it looks like you know an, an act of Islamic terrorism. So Brody and Taylor are called, and they, they're stationed at Quantico, and they say, you know, they're, they're told to go to Berlin and find who killed our colleague, kind of thing. But when they get there, we'll get the whole thing away. But <laughs> you know, there's a lot of a, a lot of uh, alphabet agencies competing. There's FBI, there's CIA, there's a German local uh, Berlin police, the Metro Police, and there's a German intelligence people, and they run into lots of bureaucracy in their in their pursuit to find uh, the killer of their colleague. I, That's I, in the nutshell. You know, when I read your books, and um, and I'm just now getting into Bloodline, I, I've got my copy of it, I've been reading it, it's fantastic, oh. and, I, and it, the character development that you are that you do so well, and uh, and now Alex, of course, riding along with you, the, the character development, you've, you fall in love with these characters, you, you feel like they're a part of, uh, of, of you, you know, and so I, I go back, we referenced the John Corey series of books that you did, and it's like you you're a part of their life. And I think when you're taking on a new character, how hard is that to to develop new characters and say, OK, we're, we're going to really build this person or these people in this case uh, so that people say, hey, this is something we can't wait for the next book to be able to read these characters in their next adventures. How hard is that? Yeah, well, that's that's a difficult part. I mean, you know, a lot of them, a lot of authors who are really into their plots, their super plots and they're into whatever they're into. Well, they got some axe to grind or some political, you know, statement to make. Mm. But people care about people. They want to read about people. Uh, you have to have strong characters, and um, and the villain has to be strong. If there's a, if there's a good villain in there, that it won't, oh, yeah, so much the better. And also the relationships. You know, Corey has his relationships with women, probably too many women, <laughs> and uh, Scott Brody is uh, Maggie Taylor, and they have a, an unconsummated relationship which is frustrating to the reader frustrating to me too by the way but, uh, <laughs> i guess i can change it anytime i want but, uh, but you know people love the you know they want to read about people the plot is there of course you have to have a plot you can't just talk, you know uh you know they, they say the british tend to when they read a novel the brits do a lot of characterizations and the ambiance of the, the gloomy you know war or the you know whatever it is the seaside and Americans tend to overplot, and we kind of forget the characters sometimes. So I took that to heart when I first heard it, and I said, let me just, let's do both. It's got strong characters right. with a strong plot and a, and a kind of an interesting environment. And in this case, 
with bloodlines is uh, Berlin, which is a, really an incredible city. I don't know if you've ever been there, but sure. full of history, full of tragedy, and full of gloom. It's a perfect city for a murder, a murder, murder, murder mystery. You know, I, and, and I, I'd say this, and I, I'm not saying, I, I mean this with 100% of my heart. You are my favorite author, and you have been oh, for, you. you have been for, you know, going on 20 years, I guess. And I'll tell you, uh, what you do that's so different from so many other action authors, in my opinion, and I do appreciate the Mark Greenies these days, and the, the Lee Childs, yeah. and, the, and the Brad, you know, Brad Thors, and... Um, right. These yeah. guys, but but there, there, there's tons of action and character development. But you really do develop those characters, and I really do appreciate that. You know, I, when I read Gold Coast, I, I still to this day say I think that's the best book I probably have ever read. I've recommended it to people yeah, everywhere. I said you should yeah. get involved with Nelson DeMille. How hard is it now, though, writing with Alex? Because now you've kind of got that shared responsibility and multiple voices. How difficult is that? <laughs> it's uh, you know it's it's a challenge and. Um... You know, we had a good relationship going into the writing process, and we want to, you know, we have we have a rule: we don't talk politics at the uh, at the dinner table. Never talk politics at Thanksgiving. Well, our new rule is we never talk about uh, writing unless we're talking about writing. We don't, you know, it doesn't come into our conversation. You know, his 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 worldview. And man, is, I mean, he's thirty years younger than me, so his <laughs> worldview is a little bit different than mine. Um, and you know his politics might be more progressive than mine. Sure, uh, it's a generational gap, but but it's also a strength because he's my characters are all in their late thirties or early forties, and then when I first created them, that was my age. But now I'm closer <laughs> to eighty, and my but my characters are not going to be eighty. Nobody wants to read about an eighty year old man with a gun, you know. So, uh, so it's good that I can bring him into it because he. There's, the, the language has changed a bit, and I listen to him when he comes in. He's a screenwriter. Sure. And I listen to, you know, what he's doing. I see what he's doing on the page. It's not just the language. It's also the feelings of how men and women speak to each other. Um, yeah, because the world has changed. The language has changed. So he's bringing something a little bit fresh into, uh, into our co-authored books. Well, I think you are doing a fantastic job. You always have. And I, and I think this is a great combination. You found a great chemistry. I appreciate these characters and I can't wait to see where they go from here. And, uh, and again, I, uh, I'm, I'm about halfway into bloodlines now. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys I'm read I read it digitally, but you sent me a hard copy. So I've been, I've been back turning the pages and I, it's nostalgic for me to feel paper again. So <laughs> it's, a, it's, yeah, a, I work with paper. My son works, you know, digitally and I work with paper and then we have to, Right. We have to edit each other different in a different way. I, I do I do it by hand and he does it by uh you know, by computer. But you know, um yeah, and I think you see and you can see it too as you're halfway through the book. Uh it's a it's a it's the same voice but it's a different voice. Right. Um uh, the the main character is not John Corey, but really deep down inside there's a John Corey lurking and Scott Brody are waiting to get out. And uh so I'm having I'm having fun with it. And if the author has fun then the uh, the reader's gonna have fun. I agree, and those, I love those characters. I mean, you know, as you talk about the John Corey, when I say he's a consummate smartass, and that's my language. I love it. It speaks it speaks right. alpha male to me, and I appreciate the toxicity. If you want to use that phrase, it's good. Uh, Nelson DeMille, along with Alex DeMille, the new book is called Bloodlines. Pick it up, read everything this man has ever put on paper, but please get the new copy. Nelson, thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself. Chad, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, sir. Take God care. bless. Take care.
All right, folks, are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? You know it's coming. You need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. You need to do it right now. You'll save 25% on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your food today by going to my website. I like this name preparewithchad.com. You'll save 25% immediately on every kit ordered. These three-month food kits from My Patriot Supply will give you an abundance of great, delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everybody else is scavenging empty store shelves. So stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by uh, order by this evening. Let me tell you something. Your order will ship the same day. If you order any day by 3 o'clock, it will ship the same day, and it'll ship for free. Now, the unthinkable can happen without notice, so don't wait for the crisis to hit. Prepare today. Save 25% on each three-month food kit you need. Go to preparewithchad.com. That's preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. Dude. I mean, you ever sit back and think about how much news is coming at you? I mean, just boom. I, and Nelson DeMille, God bless him. I, I, he's my favorite author of all time. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of authors on here, but Nelson's just... And it's weird to me because it's like, I've always said, don't meet your heroes because they might be assholes. Uh-huh. Like, there's certain people in the music industry, I'm like, I don't want to meet them. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are assholes. Um, but uh, Nelson's he's a, just a quality dude, man. And I and I'll tell you, for eighty years old, which he's right at eighty. Yeah, he's he's pumping out some solid literary. Still, still going, bro. And Gold Coast, you can't put it down. You you like a good mafia deal with with uh, you, you just gotta get Gold Coast with all of his John Corey novels. And if you wanna if you want to just blow your mind on on the TWA eight hundred flight that came down over Long Island. Right. You know, they got shot with the missile, which they said didn't happen. Uh huh. Yeah, read his nightfall. All right. Blah, blow you out, dude. <laughs> blow you out on that stuff. But uh sometimes you gotta escape the news with some with some good uh fiction. I like to call it faction. Right? I always tell I always tell uh, Brad Thor that, you know, this faction, he mixes enough of it in there. You learn some stuff while you're reading the fiction, but um, there's so much news coming our way, dude. It's insane. Uh, so they're wanting Steve Scalise now for Speaker of the House. Is that it, the deal? It just came out that they had their, their secret ballot, quote unquote, and Steve Scalise will be nominated to be the new Speaker of the House. It's funny. I was on... Um, I was on Wayne Dupree's show years ago. Years ago. Gosh, this is probably six years ago, maybe. Wayne Dupree was like, who do you think the next Speaker of the House should be? Because it was at that time. And I was like, yeah, I think Steve Scalise would be pretty good. Um, and they kind of laughed at me. <laughs> but let me, go back to, uh, let me go back to a phrase I like to say. I'm never wrong. Never wrong. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know anymore, man. I just don't know anymore. But uh, Texas has sent over 50,000 illegal aliens to Democrat-run cities and shows no sign of letting up. I started to ask Nelson DeMille about, because he's, he's a Long Islander. And uh, I started to ask him about New York, but I didn't want to make that too political there. Um, if they're feeling the influx of the uh, illegals that are there. Uh, but they've sent, this is Texas. Uh, Texas has sent 18,500 migrants to New York since August of 2022. 13,500 to Chicago, 
3,000 to Philly. And they're just not going to do it. I mean, the way I think the way Greg Abbott looks at it is if they're going to be here, they might as well be there. You asked for them. You wanted to be a sanctuary city. And so now here you go. Now, what I found out yesterday is that Denver, and I don't know how exactly they're doing this, but the city of Denver actually has them giving out cards at the border saying, don't go to Denver. And they're, they're a sanctuary city, dude. They're using their own like propaganda flyers like in World War II. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're, they're basically dropping, dropping leaflets uh. <laughs> saying, go anywhere but Denver. I mean, Denver's already overrun with, you know, homeless druggies. Which I can't imagine being homeless in Denver. It's cold. You know, they put those little they put those little plastic homes up, you know, those little apartments, and they're just all down the sidewalk. Yeah. The city puts them up. The government puts them out there. Because otherwise, in a tent, those people would freeze to death. Um, but yeah, they, they're doing a thing now saying, we don't want you. Don't come to Denver. But, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of busing um, illegals into the interior of the country. But I'm also not a big fan of them being in Texas. Let them deal with them. So, um, you know, I drove through Colony Ridge the other day. Colony Ridge is, oh, I don't know. I might get the math wrong here, but I think it's about 660 square miles there in Liberty County, Texas. And, um, yeah, it's a shanty town over there. It's the largest. There's there's numerous of those colonias uh, around Texas. That's the largest one. I think there's about 75,000 people there. Yeah, it's a lot of people, all illegals. And the thing is, it's a, it's a Republican donor who developed all of that. He's given money to Greg Abbott, like $1.4 million as a donor. He's also given money, based on my research, he's also given money to Blaze Media. It's not good, but we're also not elected officials here. And you don't always know who's, you know, the background of people that are sending you donations. But I could be wrong on that. I could be wrong on that. Um... I'm just saying, he's a Republican donor, he's, he's, but yet he's building this thing, and you know, people can come in there. These illegals can actually go in and buy a home. It's amazing what illegals can do. And we've got veterans out on the street. We've got American citizens who are homeless. We've got people that are really, really struggling, and they're kicking people out of old folks' homes and hotels in order to fill them up with migrants. I, I had someone reach out to me um, who's married to a member of the State Department, who's in, and they said, you know, pretty much, and I don't know if this is true, verifiable, but I don't have a problem believing it either, uh, that uh, most all of those hotels that are filled up with migrants in New York, uh, tons of them are terrorists. Tons of them are here by, you know, with nefarious intentions. So, um, and why wouldn't they go to New York? It's a very high Jewish population. If they want a, you know, a place that's a target-rich environment, um, you know, they, you go to these big cities. Why not New York? New York, scary, especially when you know that the Biden administration has failed to remove 99% of illegal aliens that are released in the U.S. since 2021. 99%. They let them stay. So that's why when you hear me say, well, they've apprehended or they've had encounters with illegals at the border, and you're like, well, they apprehended them. Yeah. And yet they are still here. They're not deporting anybody. We need, I need, I think Sarah Gonzalez had uh, Ron DeSantis on today. And um, she asked me yesterday, she said, any, any questions? I said, I want to know what Ron DeSantis, if he were president of the United States, because I heard Glenn Beck ask basically this question to Vivek on uh what tuesday morning 
Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, what would you do about the illegals that are already in the country? What needs to happen with the illegals that are already in the country? Um, there needs to be a rapid deportation, especially if they have ties to Middle Eastern interest or any kind of a, uh, you know, all those people I read off earlier, you know, they're from Turkey, Syria, they're from, you know, Yemen, they're from Afghanistan, they're from Iran, Iraq. If, if is that, like, you got to go. I mean, no questions asked. Get your ass out. You got to go. We got to figure out who you are. And, but if you're definitely, if you're connected to one of these organizations out there that could anyway sm- just not smell, you know, pass the smell test of being a terrorist organization in any way, yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah, but we need rapid deportation. We don't need slaps on the wrist. We don't need far out court dates. We need deportations. They can't be here. We 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 can't. They can't be here, folks. I'm telling you, you can call me mean, you can call me evil, you whatever. It's a Trojan horse. They have no desire to assimilate. They have no desire to become Americans. They did not come in here legally. They have broken the law. They've broken the laws of this land. They've not respected our borders. They will not respect our laws. They will do things their own way. And I promise you, us fat asses that have been living here in first world America with our comforts and security for so long are not ready for that way of life. I've said it over and over and over again, and it's, it's here. But nope. Um, the Biden administration has failed to remove through immigration court removal proceedings roughly 99.7%. Let's just go ahead and round it up, Brandon, to 100%. Yeah, it seems fair. They're all here. I mean, how are they figuring out the 1%? Yeah. I, what? I mean, they dropped one guy off in Tucson and he showed back up in Juarez a week later? Yeah. Like, I question, I question how you get to 99, but can't go any <laughs> further than that. I mean, I know a lot of Border Patrol agents, man. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll send them across. We'll, well, they'll fly them across the country, yeah. put them across there, and they wind up back in Texas apprehended again a week later. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like trying to get rid of mice, dude. I, you know, I use euphemisms like that, and people are like, I can't believe you're referring to human beings as mice. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, really, at this stage, just shut up. Uh, there were more than 5 million, 5 million. That's a major city. Five million illegal alien encounters at the southern border from January 2021 to March of 2023. Additionally, at least 2,464,424 of those individuals had no confirmed departure from the country as of March. Wow, that's half. Well, son of a bitch. Boy, I hate to be a a doomsayer and a gloomy guy, but... (laughs) Uh, it don't even get me started on the northern border. I've said, I've alluded to that a few times even this week, but yeah, that's okay. Wait till they start paragliding in. Jeez. All right, guys, you got to clean your guns. You own your gun? Take care of it. It's a dirty job, but you got to take care of it. I can't wait to get my hands on my guns this week, man. I'm going to clean them suckers, dude. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy every meditative moment of cleaning those guns. You need to get barrel buddy that's exactly what i use it's the only thing i use they compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel and they'll clean the rifling grooves they will uh they'll they'll get rid of any 
stuff that's hanging around inside that barrel. It scrubs, it collects the garbage, the goo, gets everything out of there. It doesn't leave behind any particles or anything like that that's dangerous. It'll absorb the residue. It buffs the interior surface clean. You can lubricate your firearm. You can literally do anything with Barrel Buddy. It's important that you clean your guns. You're, you're a gun owner. Be responsible. Barrel Buddy. It's a new concept. It's a better concept. It's a safer concept. So I want you to get some and I promise you're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. Yeah, baby. We back. We back. Uh, oh, boy. You know, it's, it's all a myth. It's all a myth, kids. Uh, I want you to play clip number two here in a second. Uh, it's all a myth. Don't worry. Nothing's happened. Keep your head buried in the sand. Keep sweeping it under the rug. Don't believe that there's any evil out there. It can't happen to you. I mean, nobody would ever do something this dark and this dirty. Play clip number two. But I'm talking to some of the soldiers and they say what they've witnessed as they've been walking through these different houses, these different communities, uh, babies, their heads cut off. That's what they said. Gunned down. Families completely gunned down in their beds. Burned to death. Let's not leave that out. Burned alive. Babies. Babies. And then, of course, you know, Black Lives Matter. That, you know, I, I tweeted yesterday that I said, you know, I've been called a Nazi for however many years now, ever since Trump took office. Anything I say, are you Nazis? We see who the real, and I put it in quotations, we see who the real Nazis are now. Black Lives Matter Chicago came out, even put it on their website, tweeted it out, you know, with the image of the paraglider and the, and the Palestinian flag over it. And, you know, they put that image out there and said, you know, we stand with Palestine. And it's like, we see who, you know, this bunch of Marxists, because they're self-avowed Marxists, and I know Nazis aren't Marxists, but again, the point is, they've called us Nazis all these years. We see who the people are now who have the true hate and the true evil. And they've grifted. They've profited off of it. So we knew BLM was a sham. We called it out. And you know what? You know what pisses me off is how many of these American pastors out there of these mega churches. I'm talking to you people like T.D. Jakes. I'm talking to you people like Beth Moore. I'm talking to all these Christian, so-called Christian leaders out there who stood with BLM, took the knee with BLM, blacked out their stuff with BLM. Now, at what point in time are they going to come out and wholesale condemn BLM for garbage like this? Now, you pastor your churches, you claim to pray for Israel and the peace of Jerusalem, but yet you're going to stand, you still going to stand with BLM? I'd love to hear a response, TD. I mean, I'd love to hear a response from these fat cat mega preachers out there counting their millions of dollars and going to stand with BLM. I don't know. I guess one grifter attracts another grifter. Maybe somebody, you know, maybe you could, maybe you could smell the farce and it's just, you know, it's kind of like you, you caught the scent of your own. Pisses me off, man. I'm literally done with pulling punches. I'll call every one of them out, dude. Yeah, I'll wake up and just choose violence today. Well, and it's funny you say they called us Nazis because can you play clip number three? You see this? Uh, this looks awfully familiar if you swap out the flags with a different flag. Uh, yeah. It looks very Nazi-ish to me. Very Nazi-ish. And this is in Michigan. That's Michigan. And they're waving the Palestinian flags all over this crowd of people. The fact that you can fill up an auditorium of people 
who are out there waving a Palestinian flag. So I have to ask you, just like they asked that reporter caught up with Rashida Tlaib walking through the halls of Congress and said, hey, do you have a comment about them cutting the heads off of babies? And she started fast walking them, you know, doing her little quick shuffle so she doesn't have to. End. I mean, you're telling me you're a congresswoman of the United States of America and you can't slow down long enough to just stop and wholeheartedly and wholesale condemn the execution of babies in their cribs. No, you're going to stand with it. You're going to you're going to wave these flags. You're going to have that flag, Rashida Tlaib, outside of your office, right next to a stupid ass pride flag. You, my head's my head's exploding, dude. Head's exploding. I mean, like if those two flags touched, they would immediately combust into flames. Right one there. Of those, one of those flags would throw the other off a roof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stupidity of this. Just, just take your brain out of your skull, mush it up, and just throw it in the garbage. Because that's what it's good for. I mean, you are literally lobotomized at this point. You're lobotomized. So here we are. So again, people say, stand with Israel. I want Israel to stand for Israel, okay? I want America to stand for America. I can't say that any more clearly. I, as an American, want America to take care of America. I want Israel to take care of Israel. I want injustice to stop. And I'm not talking, and, and listen, you social justice warriors, y'all tried your shit. It didn't work. It doesn't work, okay? We need real justice out there. And if that's what, if that's what Israel has to go pursue, then that's what they go pursue. And I'm all for them doing that. Go do it. It's your land. Defend it. But we're going to sit here and we're going to defend America. That's what we got to do because we're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about a, uh, a great, in fact, the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas right now. Never before offered prime Texas acreage. Uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday, October 21st is the new uh, section grand opening of prime texas properties at wholesale prices you get a brand new lake access barn dominium ready for your finishes on six plus acres for only one hundred nineteen thousand nine hundred dollars or you can get three 10 acre lakeview estates priced to sell in one day from forty nine thousand nine hundred there's limited availability so don't miss out on saturday october 21st you can own two or more acres of direct dockable lakefront on trophy bass lake for only fifty nine thousand nine hundred that's a good deal Minutes to town for shopping and dining. Properties are serviced by gated entrance, paved roads, utilities, high-speed internet to work from home, multi-million dollar clubhouse, equestrian center, resort-style pool exclusively for owners. Call 765-LAKE-NOW. New section grand opening that's Saturday, October 21st. Buy directly from the developer. Developer Save thousands on October 21st. These properties are wholesale price to sell in one day. Call them 765-LAKE-NOW. 765-525-3669 or online at TXLandDeal.com. We'll be right back. Another one of my favorite authors that I didn't mention was Jack Carr. You need to follow uh, at Jack Carr USA. He said on his Instagram this morning, he said, to those cheering on Hamas as they cut off the heads of infants, cut unborn babies from their mothers as they are still alive, gang rape and mutilate women, burn people alive, execute defenseless families after torturing them in front of one another, would be wise to remember that many of them would be the first to be slaughtered under the rule of radical Islamists. To those arguing or issuing statements of moral equivalency or justification for such facts, uh, acts, I should say, 
uh, I suggest those statements indicate a moral bankruptcy and a depravity of the soul. To the commentators on news channels doing just that, politicians doing that, community groups, college professors, students, those marching, uh, I would remind you of off-sided phrase used among jihadist groups in which they make their intentions extremely clear. Uh, first, we kill the Saturday people and then the Sunday people. On Saturday, we kill the Jews. On Sunday, we kill the Christians. On Saturday, we massacre the Jews. On Sunday, we massacre the Christians. So there you go. Good job, Jack Carr. Call them out. All right. Ah, the insanity continues. I'm going to try to make some sense of it when I head over to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> The place, place ranked fifth in America for uh, homicides, but I'm going to do a comedy show over there at the Stardome. Everybody wants to be there. Watchchad.com's where all the fun stuff is. Go check it out. My schedule is there. Love y'all. See you tomorrow. Bye.